guys. We're on the 200th episode of Classroom Brew, the podcast that started in, what, September 29th or 30th of 2017? What? What's even crazier is by the time this episode comes out, I will now be 28. Damn, that sucks. We're officially in the late 20s. I could probably have argued for another six months, or the last six months of my, my 27th year, that I was still in my mid-20s, but that's officially out the window. So I, I knew my expiration date was here <laughs> because some of the lingo that the, the kids are using, like again, they're like half my age at this point, uh, it was kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. So now we're, we're officially there. We're in the late 20s. So I don't know if I'm growing into my personality or growing into <laughs> what I'd imagine people probably think I look. I always thought my teachers were like 40, 50 years old, and they were probably 22 at the time. Who knows? Like the fact that I was at one point 23 and I had a student that was 20, like a super, super senior. And like at the point where it was like, hey, after you're done with your final, like you're going to be, he had to like finish up before December something before the semester was over. Otherwise he would have aged out. So you want to celebrate this final because you're going to turn in 21 with a a beer after after this? Like you, (laughs) fuck you, man. Uh, We are back in the, the teacher's closet, the Teacher's Closet Studio, so that's our our little Nook Studio, and uh, we did we did kind of fix a lot of the audio issues that I was getting sometimes when I was doing voiceover. I don't miss doing voice voiceover, and uh, I probably will never return to it. And reason being is that I hate customer service, just like I hate customer service as a, as a teacher. Because when you think about it, we really are like customer service specialists, where the customer is always right and the kid should pass no matter what. So. <laughs> Uh, even when a kid might like, maybe you get into like a little disagreement with a kid or whatever. And it's like, you better watch it, kid. You better not hit an insecurity of mine. <laughs> don't you talk about my skinny wrists, which are disproportional to the rest of my arm. <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear you harp on an insecurity, kiddo. Watch it. I saw, I don't know what it was from. I forget who sent it to me. I do apologize. But someone sent a screenshot from a Ico something or other. I'm not going to try to mispronounce the, the name or whatever. And this was basically talking about, uh, it was an article from, I already forgot the name of the news source, but it was talking about the return to in-person being definite in the state of Illinois. So there was a mandate for Illinois schools saying, yeah, you're going to be in person no matter what. And granted, who knows what's going to happen, of course. But right now, in the month of June, they were, well, and this was published in like early May, they were saying, yeah. It's going to be in person. So uh, Ico, insert last name here, really brought up something that was like a big yikes. And that was a a comment that she put saying, uh, children need social interaction with friends and classmates. They have been isolated and and it is not good for their mental health. The downside of this is bullying and shootings will be back. Oh, ha, hmm, you're right. But ow, huh, shit. Passing periods just got a whole lot different, you know? Not to mention the fact that a lot of school rules have to come back. Like, oh, you were, like, how am I going to give a kid a tardy pass in a pandemic? You know, when, when they're probably, they just woke up from their teacher trying to teach them and the teacher's not in the building, but there is a Sika or a student aide, sorry, who's just sitting there on their phone and then they're going to, play music in my class, how, I'm not going to correct that. 
I'm just not. I'm usually a stickler for that because it is such a big distraction, but uh, it is what it is. But the whole, the concern of school shootings, yikes. Now, the bullying, obviously, that's something that's not going away. Unfortunately, we can do the best that we can, but I didn't even think about that. The high number, like the anxiety over masks and stuff, who knows if they're going to require masks at that point uh, or whatever, not getting into that. But yeah, (laughs) with all of this stuff going on, we've got to worry about potentially the pandemic continuing, our lesson planning, all the extra reports they make us do to pause for an hour or two to tell, tell them what we're doing, even though they could see what we're doing anyways. And then on top of it, we have to go back to worrying about the other in-person stuff that we're worried about. Stuff from like, like, uh, like PDA, public displays of affection during a pandemic, but also just, ew, don't want to see it even not during a pandemic. And then on top of it, the concern over uh, gang affiliation and things happening like that. Uh, are the metal detectors going to work this year? Who knows? We, I mean, maybe we don't have to detect metal at all. Who cares? Who gives a shit at this point? Nothing matters, apparently. They don't fund it. I was at Lane Tech for the, the track meet, the city track meet, and wow, that school has everything it could ever need, including a facility donated by the Chicago Cubs. Come on! We share a park with like a, not even, it's like a 330 meter track instead of the standard 400, and old water fountains from the 60s. Like the inequity. You know what I mean? So speaking of inequity, uh, before we get to our teacher confessions, let's just, you know, with the new school year, this year's winding down and uh, the new school year is coming in pretty soon. So uh, let's get a quick word of advice and support from our school district representatives. Nothing? No, uh, no PDF certificate of uh, fake appreciation? Or help with doing hybrid learning? Or help with parent outreach efforts? Not even a coffee mug? A, a, a case of Expo markers? No? On our own still? Okay, got it. Let's jump right in to this week's Teacher Confessions. Or Confession. So on my drive south on Lakeshore Drive, which by the way, had to replace my windshield, but we'll, we'll save that for in a moment. And for a while there, when it turns into uh, a street, so it's no longer Lakeshore Drive, it's just a regular street, it converts into that. There's been, for a while, what I can only describe as a, a squashed bird on the street that's like near, on, on my way to school, with, with one wing that's just up in the air, almost like when a whale puts one fin up in the air, but the rest of the body is like underwater, except for can't see it. So instead of it being like underwater, it's like it's just pavement. Also, the bird is dead. It's a little dark, right? And uh, that little feather just in the air. The rest of it is unfortunately squished, squashed. Poor bird. People are driving by. I, I swerve around it because, you know, I'm trying to be respectful, but also don't want to touch it because who knows, bird flew. Anyways, and that little fin, just picture that just straight up in the air, perpendicular to the ground, nothing else. It, that's what I feel like. Like at the end of Terminator 2 when he gives the thumbs up, except for this is just like, hi, I'm here. That's what it feels like. This, this whole, the bird squashed on the, side, on the side of the road, the center of the road, actually. That's exactly how 
most teachers feel. Myself, definitely included. So before, before we get too far off of that track, let's jump right into our teacher frustrations, which I'm going to connect that because just like the squash bird, I guarantee you wasn't his fault. He probably just got hit by like some truck or something, or maybe he just got tired and fell asleep, or he didn't see something coming up from behind him or whatever it may be. Like when you're, you know, giving kids like a motor or a, an incentive day and, a, and then an admin walks in, you're like, ah, didn't see you behind me, that kind of thing. But uh, my windshield, when I was driving down Lakeshore, you know, you know, rocks hit your windshield all the time, didn't think anything of it. And it wasn't until the end of the day when I got, you know, back into my car after the end of uh, track practice that it had stretched from the temperature change and just settling and really getting a chance to, anyways, it settled from like all the way on the top right, my top right looking out of the car, top right of the windshield, all the way down to the bottom left, the whole thing pretty much. By the time I was done driving home too, just thinking like, please don't give me a face full of glass on Lakeshore Drive going north. And there's a few bumps here that are really bad. And I thought, you know what? My windshield is also, just like the bird with the feather in the air, but the rest of the body is squashed, my windshield is also a metaphor for this school year. I didn't do anything wrong, and the windshield broke. I didn't do anything wrong, and it kept getting worse. I didn't do anything wrong, but it cost me my time and effort, and even money, to fix it. I didn't do anything wrong, and this thing goes bad, gets worse despite my best efforts to avoid bumps on the way home. Yeah. By the way, when they came to do the replacement windshield, and what's nice, they come to you. Of course, they did tell me, they were like, well, what time would you like it, like it to be? And I was like, well, I mean, it's going to be a few days so you can get out here, so might as well do it on uh, in the morning because you're coming during my remote working day. And this is all in my head. I'm not telling them all this. Like, It's not like, I'm not the person that when the, the waiter takes your order, I don't introduce myself because it's a waste. They don't need to know my name. Anyways, so they, they come to me, I ask for a morning time, and they're like, all right, cool, we'll be, we'll be there by 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Hmm? Oh, all right, fine, I'll still be home. That's a little annoying. I requested a morning, but maybe it's because, you know, a little bit last minute by your standards, even though it was, you know, a few days in advance. No worries. And they didn't get to me until like 5.45. So outside of the window, at this point, just say we'll be there between 3 and 3. You heard me right, 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. Be ready for a span of 12 hours. Wait on us hand and foot. Deal with it, you know? But anyways, he, the guy comes, really nice guy. But at a certain point, he goes, you know, you're really getting an upgrade with this windshield. And just, just, you know, don't. You meant, don't do that. Okay, man? It is what it is. Don't try. I already paid. Don't try to upsell me on the windshield that I didn't want to have to pay for, but now I have to. This already stings too much. I didn't want to face a glass on the highway or on Lakeshore Drive. Like, don't. Like, nice guy, though, of course, but just, 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 just don't. Let's jump into our comment hero of this week. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. 
You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. Oh, wow. So, oh man, our comment here for this week, it's a doozy. This is an article from WBEZ. The article is, well, there's a, on Facebook, there's a headline and then a caption and then the actual article itself and then the comment section. So, you know, great. Glad, glad I took the time. Like, Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for explaining the layout of Facebook to me. Thanks, Zuckerberg. Uh, Chicago Public Schools underwent a tech transformation over the past year, adding roughly 170,000 laptops and iPads as students learned remotely during the pandemic. Now, elated teachers and staff wonder if the progress can be sustained. I can tell you right now, I was not elated. Do you know why? Because a lot of schools that have the proper funding already had all that technology. We were just catching up. I sound really grisly when I say it like that. All that that's it. The article from WBEZ was the pandemic propelled CPS from the tech dark ages into the modern computing age. Yes! Absolutely! Holy shit! You're telling me that we finally get in the year, what was it, 2019 when I finally got a Chromebook cart from my room, but I student taught two or three years prior to that in a school where it was one-to-one technology where every kid had an iPad and a Chromebook. And by the way, they were better than the ones that I got for my little cart of 26 Chromebooks, which is, by the way, empty now because that's what they used to first supply the kids with the Chromebook. And that's fine, but they're never going to replace it. And they're never going to fund a Southside school with enough technology for it to be one-to-one for each kid, which I think most of the funding should go to the replacement chargers that the kids claim to have lost. Now, our comment hero for this one, oops, is Eddie Martinez, who writes, how many of those 170,000 laptop slash iPads were sold for cash on the black market again. Sorry, on the black market again. On the black market again? Doesn't matter. And Eddie, I gotta say, you know, Eddie, when you say something like that about my, maybe maybe 50%, I don't know. You make a good point, Eddie. I might, what am I gonna say at this point? They probably did sell a bunch of them. This takes me back to a time when I went on a field trip with my kids in, in my Embark class and the company gave them all, this is around Christmas time, and they gave all of them Google Home Minis, which was very sweet of them. They didn't have to do that. I mean, the experience was enough already and this tech company gifts them this awesome thing, which I think at the time they were worth like 75 to 100 bucks. I don't know what it was worth. Even if it was 50, even if it was $10, who cares? And a lot of the kids traded them for candy, like one bag of Skittles, which Best case scenario, let's just say it's the family pack. That's like, what, 5 or $6, maybe 7 with tax. Who knows? Some of them sold them to staff members who fully took advantage of that situation. Oh, hey, kid, you want uh, 10 bucks for that thing that you don't know how to use necessarily? But it was a Google Home. So, Eddie, touche, Eddie Martinez. You know, it's a pretty rude comment. I'm going to give you that. But you know what? It does. It ain't. I've got no rebuttal. So how many of those 170,000 pieces of technology were sold on the black market? A black market, relax, bud. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a third of them. I'm going to, I'm going to say a third of them. There's not enough liquor in this bottle right now for that hypothetical scenario. That was probably a very a realistic scenario. But 
hey, at least CPS can claim to have brought us out of the dark ages. Meanwhile, most of the classroom teachers still have a Dell from 2005. Not a Dell the singer, a Dell computer. Which, are they still in business? Who knows? They might not even know. No, they are, because Chromebooks. But still, you get the point. Outdated stuff. I just, I finally got a working computer. You heard me right, a working computer. I was just using something that just happened on a fluke from like another school or something. They were like, hey, we have this. You want to use it for a little bit? And I was like, sure. And then they never just asked me about it again. It's still there, of course. But I just recently got a computer that wasn't from 2005. So that was tight. It can actually, la- it all laptops. I don't like desktops. And none of them before this year could last without the charger for more than mm, two seconds. So upgrade, I guess. Is it Lenovo, like an IBM? I don't know, cool, me, whatever. I'm more of a Mac person, but I'm whatever, as long as it works, I don't, you know, cool. Well, before my sanity entirely runs out, this seems like, seems like a really good opportunity. I can't believe we're on the 200th episode. That's wild. 200 episodes, 200. Wow. And that doesn't even include, there's bonus episodes if you guys are, you know, patreon.com slash Clash and Brew. But let's get to our weird student questions. As you know, there is definitely no such thing as a stupid question, especially when you're a classroom teacher teaching students. That said, there are, on quite a few occasions, some very weird student questions. Now, if you would like to write in, if you have a weird student question, this could be something that a student has asked you and you're like, what? Or are you having a hard, you like that? Are you having a hard time answering a question that a student asked you? Remember, I don't know is a perfectly good answer, but you know, the whole like, well, let's, let's come back, let's explore that next class period. And you're like, please forget about that. Please don't think about it again. I want it to go away. That's usually what happens. So yeah, you can write those in again at classroombrew or classroombrew at gmail.com. Rich Hoey, I'm sorry if I say that wrong, but that's R-I-C-H-H-O-E-Y. I get asked by my kindergartners if I have a job regularly. I have a job regularly, like teaching is, teaching is, to be fair, it's not a regular job. It's definitely, of all the, you know, the people that get into it, all for good reasons, don't get me wrong, but it is definitely an irregular job. It's not exactly a nine to five. It's not even really a a seven to five. I would argue it's probably more like a a three to three, you know, just like the the wind or the windshield repair people. That's about what you could expect is a a 3 a.m. to 3 p.m., a three to three, 12 hour day, conservatively. <laughs> and that's assuming that you don't also teach online and more kids have access to email and things like that. So you could get an email at 3 a.m. saying, hey, did you grade that thing that I turned in at 2 a.m.? And you're like, you know what? No, because as we said last week, we don't just sit there and we get a little bing and we go, oh, yes, something to grade. Oh my God. So I guess I'd be curious. How did you answer that? I get asked if, if, you know, asking if you have a job regularly and they're assuming that teaching kindergarten is, is not the job or if that's an irregular job. Now, I guess there's two ways you could take that. If you have a job, not realizing that you're at a job right now, or if you have an additional job regularly. It's a hard word to say when you've had at least a few. It is what it is. Uh, at theater, T-H-E-I-D-E-R, uh, was asked by a student or students, can I make your head my profile pic? <laughs> Which, by the way, there is a math teacher at our school who a student made like a modified version, not disrespectful, but no, no, it was just a regular. Never mind, never mind. 
thinking of something else that I saw online. But they made uh, the math teacher on the sophomore level, their avatar on their, their uh, email account for the district. So imagine my confusion when I was like, uh, fake name, Joe, why do you have Mr. V's picture? And you know what? I, I respect the hustle. I really do. Personally, my answer, no. But I don't believe Mr. V was asked about this. But it made me laugh in the moment. Also, probably a little bit just like, at this point, who cares, you know? At Fabisco, Fabisco, F-A-B-I-I-S-C-O, writes, uh, again, these are questions from students. Did you ever try shrooms in college? I hope to God these are high school students that know what they're talking about here. Uh, I would imagine, and I, I always say, you know, in terms of like, you know, drinking and, and things like that, like we have to be prudes as teachers, but that's probably one that you want to say no matter what, you probably say no. You know what I mean? But I'd be curious. So uh, at Fabisco, Fabisco, saying it wrong for sure. I would love to know what your response was. So you can, you can DM me uh, at Classroom Brew or email me classroombrew at gmail.com. That's for sure something where you're like, uh, it, like when you get asked something that it's like a very straightforward question, this one not so much, but you're like, I had to be on in my teacher lens or whatever. Like I had a kid not too long ago, the topic of uh, a woman's right to choose, reproductive rights, just in a little brainstorm thing. And it, it it's so hard to not say anything when a kid says something that's very ignorant and you're just like, okay, that's your response. I'm going to move on. I'm also going to move on in this episode for my own sanity and listenership. Now, for our last student question, we have uh, Melinda emailed in, but she sent us an audio recording for her student question for this week. So let's get that playing. Hey, y'all, this is Melinda, and this is my strange student question from the past couple weeks. So we're getting close to the new year, so we're doing um, diagnostic testing, and I teach fourth grade, so... It's like usual, like something that they know how to do. And so I tell all the kids, get on your computer and get on the diagnostic. You have unlimited time. Just do the best you can. We're not doing anything today. Just take the diagnostic. One of the first questions it asks is, are you testing in the school building today? And the only answers are yes and no. It asks this because now we have some people at home doing the school at home, whereas I've been in person all year. One of the kids closest to me turns his screen to me and says, am I taking the test in a school building? I literally just stare at this kid. I, <laughs> I just stare at him and I go, I, I need you to figure that out. <laughs> After a minute, he's like, but we're in a portable. And like, he was trying to be funny, but because of this testing, like I wasn't in the mood to joke. And I was like, yes, you are taking this test in the school building. He's like, but we're in a portable. Sweetheart, just click yes. <laughs> and that is my strange student question of the week. Happy end of school, y'all. <laughs> Happy end of school, indeed. We're, we're almost there. We're, we're staying strong as best we can. Uh, you got to give him a little credit there. I guess he's, he's worried about the technicality because like that usually happens. But yeah, there's definitely a time and a place. There, there's definitely a time and a place for certain things like that. I talk with my student athletes all the time with like times to joke and times not to joke. And that's certainly, uh, I'm, I'm with you. That's certainly not, uh, not necessarily one of them. It's like when you get a smart ass response from a kid, not that this is a smart ass response, but when you get a smart ass response and you're just like, I respect the hustle, but not right now. That's a lot what it sounds like. So 
those are those moments that you can kind of pause from a like a teacher. I don't want to say the name because I don't know if she's gonna be comfortable. But she was talking about how with the pandemic, her filter for like teacherliness or whatever is gone. So like when a teacher called a student something, like another teacher just said something like a nickname or whatever, and the teacher the student told her about it, and it was like, oh my god. She had no filter and just like laughed about it. And that's fine. Be a human. I'm with it. But I, I do get the the inclination of there's a place and a time. I feel like I have to say that a lot to my student athletes that have me as a coach. Because uh, I will definitely be in a more joking mood or a little bit harsher mood with them sometimes because coaching is a little bit different. Unfortunately, a lot of our kids only respond to harsh coaching, like authoritarian at times coaching. Uh, but they know there is a time and place. and that is why people didn't realize that my, my name that I use when I coach and my name I use as a teacher, they're two different names. My teacher name and my coach name just is what it is. A nickname for the coach name, real name for the teacher name. And some freshmen didn't realize that those two people were just one, being that person is, that person is me. I didn't tell them. I wanted them to figure it out. And I will continue to do that for the rest of my life if they don't realize, especially if they're freshmen. <laughs> earn your keep so thank you to melinda for for writing or for recording in for that one uh, if you guys have your own student question again you can email me classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew and if you send an audio thing we can even play it on the show uh, just like we did for melinda patreon.com slash classroombrew for the podcast merch and the bonus content uh, again we're in the the teacher's closet nook studio right now and this is a teacher podcast and it's all about having a couple of drinks and just unwinding a little bit so if you have a teacher friend that you think would want to interact with the show, be on the show, or just give it a listen, uh, make sure you share the or spread the word, share the love with them. Let them know about Classroom Brew because word of mouth is the most important thing. You can give us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called or Spotify. We are available anywhere to get your podcasts, uh, including we do have a YouTube channel, but it's mostly just going to be audio for the most part. But those video episodes, bonus episodes, podcast merch, all that stuff is available on Patreon. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I can't believe we're on the 200th episode. We're coming up on four years of the podcast pretty soon. Uh, It's not lost on me. I know I say it before, but it it truly, it's amazing. I appreciate the support. The fact that you're going to listen to me for 30 to 45 plus minutes. If I don't have a guest, and then if I do have a guest, it's a little bit longer. Very humbling. It's amazing. So I hope this has helped you. If you're a teacher or, or giving you some insight, if you're not a teacher or you know, just you know, entertained you a little bit, even if you got a little chuckle, something like that. Uh, so again, if you'd like to be on at Classroom Brew or classroombrew at gmail.com, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting. And until next week, class dismissed. Minnesota Leo Sanchez Got a lot of land He's been on the pod It was really grand He's teaching in person During COVID 
Sabrina, Batman from Ohio. Teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer. Getting real strong. He posted on the gram. He's a real bad ass. James Biner. James Biner. That's fucking right. James Biner. Sandy Montoya from California. Lazy Teacher Podcast. That's a bad look. Definitely not lazy. Big time podcast fan. Melinda Bradley. Melinda Bradley. She's from Florida. More PPE. For her staff photo. That's Melinda. Melinda Bradley. Melinda Bradley. Classroom crew. Check it out on Patreon.com.